This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Football Friday, presented by Abundance Energy, with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. As uh, we get you ready for uh, the weekend, it's a, it's a busy weekend. Crazy, crazy busy weekend, isn't it? There's a lot going on. Yeah, so, That's a good thing. There's <laughs> a lot going on. I mean. It's, right? No, it's good. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just plenty a, of college football on saturday mm-hmm. that's not that's that's pretty normal yeah and then plenty the, of nfl games on sunday that's pretty normal and yeah. then some high school football playoffs and high school bas- basketball's going on so there's a lot going on yeah friendship uh fell to southlake uh last night 49 to 14 those uh among the games uh from last night uh in uh, in high school football also uh, rawls took it on the chin to the greyhounds Greyhounds beat Jackrabbits last night, forty-nine to six. I think that a Jackrabbit would hold up a little bit better against a Greyhound, but Greyhounds are fast too. Yeah, Greyhounds are, I think are more disciplined because they're they're accustomed to running around a track. I've never been to a a dog race, so not not really into that kind of stuff. The dog races. I also have never been. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you've. You have any opinion on that? You can uh, might be entertaining can, once. Might, right, right. Might be right. One of those things. I think I'd, I'd do that. I'd do that one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, Red Raider football with Joey McGuire. A new nickname for Gino Garcia. Gino, Gino Garcia. <laughs> Gino Garcia, <laughs> your kicker, who will be back next year. By the way, oh, that's great news. Okay. Now, yeah, that's the best news of the day. Now, now, Coach McGuire said that. I guess what we should kind of put a little asterisk by that he's eligible to return i don't think he's going to transfer any anywhere else i think he's got it pretty good here mm-hmm. but you know never say never when it comes to the transfer portal right you just never know you just never know mm-hmm. but he's he is going to come back uh his nickname now genomatic genomatic mm. okay <clears throat> not to be confused with the bassmatic or any of those other Maddox that are out there. Okay. okay. Why couldn't he have been German? And then, and then, what would you call him? Auto Magnus. <laughs> Automatic. <laughs> yeah. Genomatic. I can do dad jokes too. Yeah. Genomatic. Uh, the other uh, good news from from last night: uh, Jacob Rodriguez will start at uh, that linebacker spot that he's been playing. So. Okay. Would expect him to get um, more um, more plays uh, than maybe he did the previous week, but uh, that's that's good news. It'll be his first start since the first start of the regular season. Um, here's the other thing: tomorrow there will be 24 seniors that will go through Senior Day. Okay, mm-hmm. last year uh, of those seniors that went through Senior Day, five of them came back this year. Okay. Okay. So. That's you know subject to to change in terms of the guys that go away, but then could could come back. The other thing, and here was the curious comment from last night, Jimmy. He said, um, Coach McGuire did 
that Taj Brooks gave us our identity. And next year, we're going to change that. We're going to define our identity coming out of camp. Now, this is, this is tongue-in-cheek, but it's still, we all know this is true. He said, if I'd have known that, I'd have run Taj 30 times versus Wyoming. I mean, it's easy to go back and look at that and say, and we all have, hey, if you'd run the ball more, if you'd run the ball here, run the ball there, you'd have won, you'd have won that football game. But I thought the thing that was interesting was that we're going to define who we are before we come out of camp. Okay. Um, That really is a conversation for him and his coaches. Right. I mean, there's nothing the the fan base or the players can do about that, right? No, I mean, I just... That's that, that what, when, when you say we're going to define who we are... Mm -hmm. That means we're going to figure out our game plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to his coaching staff by telling you that. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, what can what can anybody else do about it? You you nobody else can do anything about it. I just thought I just thought it was interesting because we kind of talked about that a, a little bit about about the fact that we didn't know what their identity was. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I just I just thought that was like I said, I just thought that was thought that was interesting. You know, when you when you look at that and go, okay, yeah, I think we'd I mean, we'd, we'd all we'd all sign up for that. Yeah, it wasn't anybody else that didn't define it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was them. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's yeah, and and part of that, I mean, I mean, maybe part of that is, I mean, we talked about yesterday the fact that we thought Taj would be good, but we didn't think he'd be this good. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they they didn't realize you know, how good they were going to be running the football. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, as a coaching staff kind of figures out, once you start playing games, say, hey, what are we good at? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, maybe you would say that it, maybe you would say, well, it kind of took too long for us to figure that out. Yeah. You know, and that, and it cost you. And it kind of sounds like that's what coach McGuire is saying there. If I'd known it, I, we'd have run Taj 30 times against Wyoming. Mm-hmm. He's saying that, um, I don't, <clears throat> you know, I, I guess that's probably a difficult part to, you know, just what you watch what you're doing in inner squads and all that good stuff, and be able to figure out what we are really good at. But that's why they're paid lots of money, and sure, they're, they're you know not everybody gets to be a Division One college football coach. You know, that's a hard job. But uh, you know that that's you would have, I would guess that they would have um, wanted to figure that out sooner. And and the other thing too is you know you think about. You know, in the past, you felt like you knew what your identity was in, you know, some of the previous administrations where you felt like, okay, this is this is who we are. This is what we do. But as personnel changes and as things change, schemes change, people figure out how to defend better against certain types of offenses. You got to kind of change the moment. And sometimes sometimes your your player personnel kind of changes, too. And you kind of have to adapt to uh, have to adapt to that as well. Um, they're going to get Mason Tharp back uh, tomorrow. Um, did not disclose what that injury was uh, with regard to uh, Mason Tharp, but just you know talked about his size and his height and how he helps him there. And then he also said how he helps him, uh, how he helps Texas Tech with the run game too, and his ability to 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 block. Mm-hmm. Um, so they feel they feel really good about that. Um, Obviously, uh, concerned <clears throat> about the UCF offense. 
and and what they what they do. Um, these two teams have never met before. He called uh, Central Florida the most explosive team, minus Oregon, uh, that they have played. He also said that they're the fastest team uh, since Oregon that they have played. Um, so that was that was kind of you know interesting um, uh, to me. He um, he and Coach uh, Gus Malzahn have uh, have a long relationship. They go back. Uh, both high school coaches both were in high school coaching for 14 plus years. One each won multiple state championships. Coach Malzahn in Arkansas and Coach McGuire, of course, in in uh, Texas. He said that uh, Gus Malzahn's stepmom taught in middle school in the Cedar Hill system. So he said that he and and Coach Malzahn are are close and have have been closer friends for quite some time. So just just for what you for what that take that for what that's worth. So I thought that was thought that was kind of interesting. He had some other things as well. He also said this. Adrian Taylor Demerson, he said last year if he had come out, didn't think he would have gotten drafted, but said this year he'll get drafted. They had four New Orleans Saints coaches there at their building yesterday, and next week the Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, will be here in Lubbock to take a look at things. So cool. He's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of looks as well. Uh, Six twenty-five this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Take them all morning long here on the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. It is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's Football Friday presented by Abundance Energy. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Visual Edge IT hotline is open. Uh, this. Hey, Chuck and JL. Is JL okay? Is that an improved kind of yeah, nickname fine. for you? Just, and, you know, just going by initials? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Juan's lucky lady. Juan is a frequent listener and uh, commenter on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed listening to the coach's show. <laughs> this is so funny. Coach had great things to say about Rabbit. Can you tell me which player is Rabbit? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Rabbit is Dadrian Taylor Demerson. And and that's sometimes we sometimes nicknames you use way more than the actual name that you don't really realize who they are, and like connecting the old dotaroos there. You'd almost be almost be like should they just put rabbit on the back of his because rabbit that one is thrown around quite a bit. And J Bug and let's see what else. Those are the two. Those are the two that seem to kind of stick out at me. More defensive guys having nicknames. And now we have Gino Matic for Gino Garcia. And last year we had Muddy. Muddy, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Although I think Muddy was the easiest one to decipher. Yeah. Because Waters was the back on the on the back yeah. of the jersey. Sure. Rabbit's a little bit more difficult to figure out. Yes. <laughs> it's also way easier to say than Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Exactly. Yeah. D Adrian Taylor, DTD. <laughs> trying to again connect connect dots. Not, not trying to make it any more confusing than it already already R A B B I T. Oh, we got a T. Hey, there we go. That's where the. Huh. All right. Um, I I think it's really bad when the. I don't, I just think it doesn't sound good when like the national 
television broadcasters are calling him a rabbit. I mean, call his real name. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to call somebody by their nickname, you better be pretty casual with them, feels mm. like, you know? I don't know. That's, that's I guess it's, or if it was like a nationally known nickname, mm-hmm. like Shaquille O'Neal, you call him Shaq. Yeah. Okay. That's, nationally known. Okay. You're doing a broadcast on Fox and you're calling Taylor Demerson rabbit. Rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> if I was his, his parents, I would be like, use my kid's name, please. He's got one. Yeah. It's, let's use his name. Okay, we're, we've got a lot to get to today, but I, I wanted to get your opinion on this and just see where, where you what you think should happen to her. Uh, Sharissa Thompson uh, yesterday um, admitted even more so than I guess she previously had that uh, she has made up halftime reports. I've, she's a sideline reporter for Fox and Amazon. I've said this before, I haven't been fired to saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because a the coach wouldn't come out at halftime, or it was too late, and I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was just like, I'm going to make this up because first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, "Hey, we need to stop hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We need to stop turning the ball over and do a better job of getting off the field." They're not going to correct me on that, so I'm like, "It's fine. I'll just make up the report." She had previously admitted to embellishing reports to Aaron Andrews on her podcast. Um, but man, uh, that is, uh, I, I, I think she should be fired. Um, uh, one, she's not doing her job. She's, she's, um, basically, um, it's unethical. It's, it's, it's saying to every other sideline reporter calls into question. And, um, I, I think if, I just think, I think that she is, if she gets a pass on this, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know how to, let's just, let's be honest here, right? Can we live in re- reality and honesty? Sure. Right? Why do most sideline girls get their job? Because they're pretty. Yeah, it's not because of their journalistic integrity and their, you know, stunning writing ability and interviewing skills or mm-hmm. whatever. It's because they're pretty. Okay. Um, I, this is not shocking to me, even one tiny single bit. Um, it doesn't, it, I agree. If I'm the, the company that is employing her, I, I mean, I can't I just have you sitting here lying all the time. Right. You know, you, you're, you've lost your credibility. I wonder why she felt like she needed to admit this. What, what's the backstory? I, I don't know. Did I she think get she's, caught I don't know if she's just trying to be funny or if she just thought it was cute. Tracy Wilson said this. And she's a sideline reporter. She's well respected. She's, she said, "This is not abs- this is absolutely not okay. Not the norm, and upsetting on so many levels." I take my yeah. job very seriously. I hold myself accountable for all I say. I build trust with coaches and never make something up. I know my fellow reporters yeah. do the same. And I would say that she's one that I do have trust in and think mm-hmm. highly of. And so I could see where it would be offensive and to her, extremely yeah. offensive to her. Um, Pam Oliver is another one that I really, really like. And, and yeah, you've mentioned that a couple, yeah. couple four, five hundred times. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's bring it up again. Uh, Molly McGrath says this: "Young reporters, this is not normal or ethical. Coaches yeah. and players trust us with sensitive information, and if they know that you're dishonest and don't take your role seriously, you've lost all trust and credibility." I agree. Like, yeah. if the, the if she's just kind of laughing about this, like it's a funny story. I did not hear her. I did not hear her voice in the context of this. 
I've just seen I've just seen quotes. Um, but even if she's saying saying it saying it's funny, they get thinking it's funny. Man, that's just a horrible look. It is a horrible look, and I I can't imagine any. Man, I can't imagine that any coaches would 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 be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, and and I, I again I get the fact that that uh, I mean we can all do the whole coach speak thing. Sure, you know we can figure it out. Sure, but you can't put words in the mouths of coaches. I just don't see how they can put her back on the air. I completely agree. I, I just I, I I don't I don't care how good looking you are, and I don't care how well you are a wordsmith. Um, there's, there's plenty of others that are just like you and that can do the job without lying about it. And why did we need to know this? I mean, yeah, th- that's the biggest issue here. Why did we need She's to know? admitting her crime, right? How dumb do you have to be to Man, do that? That is the absolute truth. Chuck. Because, because she thinks that she's above it all and that she thinks that she well, can just she about to find out flip her not. hair and be okay. I mean, how dumb do you have to be to admit your crimes? Well, Rule number one, don't tell anybody your crimes. Right. Well, here's the deal. I, mean, I think she just thinks that she's above everybody else, that she can do that, that it's okay. And I can totally see why the rest of the female sideline reporters are furious about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It is a football Friday, presented by Abundance Energy. Take your thoughts, comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double com for that of the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too, 806-771-0973. I mentioned that it's a football Friday. It's also a football Friday, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Huge, one tonight. huge, huge, huge one tonight for Tom Stone's Texas Tech Red Raiders soccer program. They take on the two, they are the two seed. They take on the seventh seeded Princeton Tigers tonight. It'll be a six o'clock match. Um, this is second round action of the uh, NCAA soccer championships. Uh, there'll actually be an early game today between Alabama and North Carolina. The winner of that game will play the winner of the Tech uh, Princeton game, and that'll be at one o'clock on Sunday. And regardless of a Tech win uh, or loss today, there will be that match. On, on Monday afternoon, so or Sunday afternoon, Sunday, yeah. you, you you hope. I mean, you, you want all those people that are over there working are like, man, if I'm going to work on Sunday, I sure want to work for the Red Raiders. You know, on the field. I mean, if, no if, question. If not, it makes it a little bit harder. Uh, Texas Tech is sixteen one and four entering this match. Princeton is ten five and three. The uh, Red Raiders won over Florida Gulf Coast last Friday night. One to nothing, had a crowd of 1,800. I would imagine they'll have a, another big crowd as well tonight. And uh, I was told Friday night, last Friday night at the, at the uh, women's basketball games, like, I go, 1,800? He was like, yeah, there was, there, there were, <laughs> this person said, yeah, that, that wasn't overstated at all because whatever, whatever we announced the crowd, at, that's what we have to pay in terms of the NCAA, you know, for the, for the tickets. So they can't say, oh, there were 2,200 here tonight. No, there were... They, they count the actual tickets because they got to settle up with the NCAA. Okay. So they can't they can't uh, mm. puff up the crowd a little bit. So eighteen hundred were there. Uh, Alex Kerr with the winning goal, her eleventh of the season, coming in the four seconds into the seventy fourth minute. Um, and so as far as um, as far as Princeton is concerned, 
they advanced with a win over Michigan last week, one to nothing. Um, they uh, went ten five and three overall. They went four two and one in the Ivy League, uh, and the Ivy League has three other teams that are uh, in this soccer yeah, uh, tournament. Probably play pretty good soccer there. I would, I would imagine, yeah. yeah Brown, Harvard, and uh, mm-hmm. Columbia are also um, are also made and won in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So. Uh, good luck to those girls uh, tonight as they try to advance to uh, to Sunday. Which girls? The Red Raiders soccer team. Okay, I'm just. We were just talking about Princeton there, and then you said good luck to those girls. Yeah, I was just making sure we were. We don't want to wish them any luck. No, huh? I was just making sure. Not no. on, not on the pitch at least. No. no, no, no. Off the pitch, I hope they love Lubbock. Right, and they get a good meal. Thoroughly have a enjoyed safe, it. Yeah. Safe trip home tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. All those, all those things. So uh, that'll be tonight at six o'clock. And again, if you want to go to the early game, it's at two thirty with Alabama and North Carolina. And uh, I don't know. You just you, you hope that they can advance on to to the third. Coach Stone game. played for Duke. North Carolina. Yeah, he played for Duke. Yeah. So you think he? I mean, like. There are three teams that are like changing in a locker room there, and um, and then for North Carolina, he just put like a had a little tent out there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. What do you think Coach Stone did? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> let loose some rattlesnakes in their locker room or something. Sure, sure. Yeah. Stink bomb. I mean, or I think like if, you, big giant if you play for Duke, you probably. I mean, you the. The dislike for mm-hmm. North Carolina probably never goes away, right? I would think so. Even though you're far, you're way removed over. I would, I would think playing so. in the Big Twelve and coaching yeah. in the Big Twelve and all that, but that whole distaste or dislike yeah. of North Carolina, yeah, would, never really goes away. No, so I can't imagine that it would. So I wonder what kind of I think he's, hijinks he's got going on. He's, he's probably a, a big giant blue D. He sees a Tar Heel and just. Just kind of probably makes his skin crawl a little bit. Probably so, yeah. Okay. Uh, basketball last night for the Red Raiders. Uh, they win over uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi 73-64. Uh, high point man was Chance McMillan. He had 17 on the night uh, for the Red Raiders, who next will be in action in the Bahamas uh, to take on Villanova. So the competition is going to get substantially stiffer, substantially fast here, Jamie. Um, well, it's like Tuesday, right? Yeah. Not Tuesday or Wednesday? It'll be the 22nd. I believe that, I believe that is Wednesday. Okay. I, I believe. I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick look here. But anyway, the bottom line is, I was thinking about this, you know, this morning a little bit going, uh, 22nd is Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, I was thinking about this going, okay, thinking about like previous regimes, whether it was, you know, Chris Beard or even Mark Adams or Tubby Smith, the last three coaches, in, their, in the early games of the season, it seemed like there were times where you struggled like to get to the first half, but then you poured it on in the second half. Um, but there were there were times in these early games where you just kind of going, hey, yay, hey, hey, you know. Um, but this 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 one feels a little bit different, um, just because you haven't shot the ball very well from from the outside. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the biggest fact. I mean, you still scored seventy three points last night. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if you, right? It's not as if you didn't, you know, really struggled to score and then you, you mucked it up and won 51 to 47. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you put up 73. That's not a terrible number. Uh, it, it doesn't look super cohesive right now. 
I, I don't think it looks terrible. I think you can see individual skills. I, I think you just have to wait for these guys to kind of mesh together. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're there yet. Um, I didn't, you know, Coach McCaslin talked about they caused us problems because they played really hard. I didn't feel like his team didn't play hard. Yeah, I thought they they scrapped for the ball. There's no yeah. question. I, I just just doesn't look like you're clicking on all cylinders now, and I think it would be unrealistic to expect that you would. Although it does feel like, and we've kind of become spoiled a little bit as Red Raider fans, and that you you continue to change the uh, roster over and over and over every year, and. Um, You've had a decent amount of success doing that and, and becoming a good basketball team, but, I mean, that doesn't mean that every single year it's going to be that way. It just I think it just takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, it's it's harder to play teams like Texas A&M Corpus Christi that are coming in and understand that, hey, you win, you win a game like this, and, man, it, it kind of makes your season, so to speak, or at least it helps to make your season. Am uh, because, I uh, being a jerk if I mentioned it didn't bother Houston? No, 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 yeah, no. It didn't, but, but, didn't but, seem but, real hard for them. No, no. But what I was going to say, what I was going to say about that is, sometimes I think it's hard for teams that are running offense or running defense to play these kind of scrappy teams. Or, and I'm not saying that A&M Corpus Christi played street ball last night. Uh, I think your first opponent did quite a bit, and I think you got kind of drawn into that. And sometimes it's harder to play against. It's harder to play sometimes against undisciplined teams than it is against disciplined teams. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't, so, I don't disagree with that. And but, so, but, but, but I, Houston beat them by 30. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I, and the, the, to me, the thing, the, the thing, the most concerning thing to me about this team right now is your three point shooting. It's a big part of college basketball. There's no way around it. Um, you have to be able to make shots from behind the arc, um, unless you have some sort of dominant inside game. And even then, you still want to be able to shoot the three. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it is a little bit concerning right now. I don't know if we are at the point where we're like, hey, this is going to be the the Achilles heel of this team. Or, I, I mean, because you know, I think Pop's going to end up being a great three-point shooter throughout the course of the year. He's just not shooting it well right now, and he's kind of your lead dog. So mm-hmm. you kind of you need him to, to be able to make those shots and maybe it becomes a little bit more contagious. But, um I don't know. I'm not. I'm not ready to to say that they're going to be a terrible three point shooting team, but I definitely that's something that jumps out at you over the after the last two games. Yeah, and I, and the other thing that has jumped out at me is your ability to get to the free throw line and keep your opponent off the free throw line. I mean, last night Red Raiders were twenty of twenty seven. Their opponent was five of nine. The previous opponent was like one of one. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, gentlemen, we're going Big 12 football today. Nice. I want you to tell me who you think has the best chance for an upset this weekend. Okay. Because there are a few of them that I think would be really cool if they happened. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get to my uh, okay. uh, big, big 12 schedule here. So you got BYU hosting Oklahoma. So obviously BYU would be the answer if you went that route. Mm-hmm. West Virginia hosting Cincinnati. Cincinnati would be the answer there. Mm-hmm. TCU and Baylor are playing. There's no, there's no upset there. I mean, I, I don't know who's going to win that game, but it seems, feels like it's pretty much a toss up. Houston hosting Oklahoma State. That would be another one. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech and UCF. I don't. Do you guys know what the line is? It's two and, and a half. Two and a half. By yeah, the Red it, it, it but to me, three. that's a toss up. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I guess you could go Kansas hosting Kansas State. Both teams are ranked, but I would think it's an upset if Kansas wins. Yeah, K-State's favored by nine and a half. So, yeah. so that's that's – that's, that's crazy. That, that's that's a lot of points. Number. Yes, it is a huge number. Do you, did you do you get Jason Beam back or no? No, he's no no. He yeah. yeah. You got the you got the you got the third stringer. That's the the last that I heard was okay. the, was the third stringer is going to start. Iowa State hosting Texas. That's the one that's the most uh, seven and a half intriguing is to me. Okay, which one? Which team has the best chance for an upset? Okay, I I. I I think it's I think it's Cincinnati and West Virginia. I knew you were th- going to go there. I, I, think Cincinnati, <laughs> I, knew it. I, think, I think Cincinnati beats West Virginia tomorrow. I don't think West Virginia can handle their success, and I think I think that this will this will the drumbeat. And I, I I'm going to root for West Virginia in this game, but I just think that until you get over that hump and prove that you can win a game that you're supposed to win, it it, it makes it it's it's hard. So I'm going to take I'll take Cincinnati over West Virginia. Trying to decide between Oklahoma going to BYU. If this game was at a neutral side or the other way around, it wouldn't even be on the radar. You'd pick Oklahoma hands down? Yeah. But it it being at Brigham Young, that, 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 that gives me pause. And Oklahoma State at Houston with Dana coaching for his job. That's It's going to be a huge game for them there. And the knowledge that both of those two coaches have for one another, I could see that upset happening, especially with how Oklahoma State played last week. I think, I, I think I'm going to go BYU beating Oklahoma is the most likely of those two. Wow. But I wouldn't be shocked to see Houston beat Oklahoma State. BYU is a 24-point underdog. So you're taking BYU. That's fun. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> Um, I'm going to give you the people what they want. Iowa State over Texas? I'm picking Iowa State over Texas. <laughs> yes, sir. You're the people what they want. <laughs> I am. I, I just, there's just something you about have a feeling? that game. Well, Texas always, there's always a Texas game that they. I mean, they only scored three points in the second half of the TCU game last week. And, the, and in the first half, the, at the end of the second quarter, they, they gave them a touchdown after a, basically a, a turnover. And, and the other one was, I mean, mm-hmm. they went boom, boom right there. So, I mean, yeah. Texas was very fortunate to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Iowa State. Just feels like whenever they travel to Manhattan or to Ames. Mm hmm. Night game, cold. I don't know. Something <laughs> says the Longhorns are gonna somehow let this one get away. You watch Texas gonna win by forty. <laughs> so I'm I'm taking that one. I knew you were gonna take West Virginia to lose over Cincinnati. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. I didn't know which way Jeff would go. Um, Oklahoma State against Houston. I don't know, man. You would think Oklahoma State would bounce back after that abysmal performance last Saturday, but maybe that just, I don't know, got their dauber down. But they're still in a great position to play for the Big 12 championship, so they, they should be highly motivated, mm-hmm. you would think. You would you would think. And then, of course, Jeff made one of my favorite sports comments. I, I always love, love this one, you know, the ice coaching for his job. 
How does he coach differently? We all say it as sports fans. We all say it. I'm not trying to pick on Jeff. How does he coach differently? You you go the extra mile. You spend the extra 10 minutes looking at film. I I just feel like coaches doing that all the time anyway. I just don't know. You, you give that 110% instead yeah, of just 100%. I mean, is he like moving on the sidelines quicker? I'm not, I know I'm thinking about Bob Knight and his game faces. Sure, sure. That was funny. Um, I, I almost wonder if, if Dana's already lost his job. Uh, I, oh, I think he has. Yeah. yeah I I, I, I'm not sure even getting to a bowl game would be enough to save his job. He's just, he's too angry over there. I mean, there's, it's just. He I, doesn't seem to love it, and they don't seem to love him. Right. So it seems and like they're not winning. And they're not winning. Right. Uh, somebody points out on the 8th Flooring Center chat line about uh, Jonathan Brooks and how Texas doesn't have any more. Yeah, you're yep. exactly right. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, that's a, that, that, that makes it's going to make it really, really, really uh, difficult uh, for them. Uh, Syntax Hank says this, uh, upset winners, Iowa State, BYU, and KU. Three of them. Man, I hope you're right. Even if. Two out of three. Just give me the first one and the second and the last one. That'd be great. Here's the correct answer to your question, Jamie. What does it look like when you're coaching for your your job? Dana drinks the second Red Bull. <laughs> what? Uh, somebody somebody brings this up. What what's your take of the uh, the blue bonnet battle uh, thing for uh, TCU and Baylor? I don't know what it means. I are there That's what any blue bonnets in between Waco? And I don't Florida? know. When I see to me, when I think blue bonnets, I think of the blue bonnet bowl in Houston at the Astrodome on New Year's Eve. That's what I think. That's what I think of. And the Houston Cougars, oh, under Bill Yeoman, always played on New Year's Eve in the blue bonnet bowl against somebody at the Astrodome. Um, I mean, my take on it is it's TCU and Baylor doesn't really affect us. Couldn't care less. So I don't care what they okay. call their game. Okay. I, I, I call it, I wish both would lose both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that, that's, that's fair. I guess I'll be rooting for Baylor this weekend. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in games like that. I always have to get into the game and watch for to see like where my heart and, takes me. And there'll be a play that'll happen. I'll be like, nope, I want you guys to lose now. Yeah. <laughs> that that's how the, that that yeah. was the play. Now I want you to lose. Or some defensive back will watch a ball be thrown thirty yards out of bounds, and he'll start pumping his chest, and I'm like, oh, I want that guy to lose. <laughs> <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three com. We come to you this morning, Jamie, Jeff, and I from the First United Bank studio. It is a football Friday presented by Abundance Energy. And we've got uh, we've got football on the airwaves tonight. We've got Lubbock Cooper taking on Alito. Uh, Alito's pretty salty. We know that. Uh, that'll be at uh, 7 o'clock tonight as uh, the kickoff from Memorial Stadium there in Wichita Falls. And remember, officials... Alito got one, a call from you guys a couple years back. So I don't know, maybe a call or two that could swing towards the Pirates would, yes, it would be appreciated, Mm -hmm. and two, it would seem due. Okay. Is that fair? Due, sure, yeah. Yeah. Due. So let's let's make good on that. Yeah, yeah, let's make good on that. But you don't have to call it a makeup call. No. Uh, we have uh, Optimum Game Day Live coverage for you tomorrow. 
as uh, the Red Raiders take on UCF. Uh, 7 o'clock is uh, in the morning for Optimum Game Day Live. Manana morning. We'll have it for you here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. The kick is at 4. After the game, it's the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. Garrett Loft will be there. I have uh, still have trinkets. I have a very I have a sweet Coors Light cooler that somebody's going to win. Okay. Do you give one away every week? Uh, I had I think I had five. Okay. I had five and I gave away I've given away four, and I've had these nice little like go coolers like the kind of little kind of carry with you and then koozies. I've had sunglasses. Um, I've given all that kind of stuff away, and I'll have I'll have more of that. Or the post game tomorrow, nice. and and generally, I and mean, handshakes, and handshakes, business cards, conversation, of course, okay, of course, I'll have a business card on me, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, handshakes, and uh, you, I'll be the guy in the double T ninety seven three uh, shirt with the Coors Light in his hand, so that that'll be that's part of my role. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the NASCAR Chuck. I've got the guy over at uh, the gal <laughs> over at. Uh, uh, I've got the gal over at uh, at the Overton. I, I'll tell her today when I see her because the guys will be there. Uh, Dickinson uh, and Gus will be there today. Is there anything in it? Oh yeah. Okay. It's Coors Light in. Yeah, I just I just didn't know if you were just just repping the brand. Or oh no, was actually... no, I'm actually consuming it. Because um, yeah, when I was in college and I would go to the club, mm-hmm. I would buy myself a, a beer. Oh, a beer. And j- just so I didn't have people all night long trying to buy me one and get me oh gotcha like i'm good i got one <laughs> i carry the same one around all night long well i i have uh i, have my, I have, never have a single drink of i have it. my gal over the overton I've, i'll tell her today i said when you see me on saturday you bring me a coors light okay so she's don't be late don't be late <laughs> don't be late don't you know who i am <laughs> Spray me one. What? I take care of her very well. <clears throat> Just bring me a Coors Light. I'll be, yeah. be good. I cannot have any today because I've got a Lady Raider basketball game. Don't ask me if I found everything okay if I didn't. <laughs> Tyson says this. I swear it's a life goal to get a business card from Chuck. Hey, bring it on, Tyson. Come on. Come over to the Overton. Uh, tomorrow night after the ball game. It's, it's great fun. I'll tell you that that Thursday night... Uh, after the TCU game, man, that place was rocking. It was like it was going. People it was this, on. People in this town love to beat TCU. It was. It was. It was going. It was. It was. It was going. So, I uh, look forward to uh, seeing everybody. Garrett Luft is your humble host. Uh, he'll. Uh, and I'm. You know, if we win the ball game tomorrow, I'm gonna make sure everybody knows that we won the ball game tomorrow. Because sometimes he, he's, 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 you have to remind him, hey, we did win the ball game. I know that maybe things didn't look quite the way that you wanted it to look. Sometimes he's a coach at heart, right? Because he was a coach. So he, he sees things in a different vein, um, probably in a better vein, uh, probably in a more accurate vein, probably, you know, in a more kind of football fundamental kind of vein. And me, I'm like, hey, do we win the ball game? Rock on, man. Let's party. <laughs> I don't care how we got there. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, what what concerns you the most about uh, this game tomorrow? Uh, just that um, kind of, I guess that UCF is is hitting their stride right now. They're okay. a confident team. They're mm-hmm. you know they're healthier. 
Coach McGuire talked about both teams really being as healthy as they've been all season long, and mm-hmm. just feels like they're clicking right now. It it, it does. Uh, I it does. They uh, they're eighth in the country and second in the Big Twelve in total offense. They average almost four hundred ninety five yards per ball game. Uh, they've gone over four hundred in seven of their last ten games. Um, they're third nationally in rushing at two hundred thirty four yards a game. Uh, they've rushed for 200 more yards in seven of their 10 games. Um, and so, you know, you, you look you look at this and go, but I, I feel, I don't know, Jamie, I feel really good about your defense um, and how it performed, especially in the red zone. And Coach McGuire talked about that uh, last night. He said, and I don't know if these numbers are accurate. I'm just going to quote what he said. He might have been just a little bit facetious because he, he talked about what he was the most uh, pleased with or most impressed with was just how his defense performed in the red zone last week and really inside the 10-yard line. He said, last year we were ranked ninth in red zone defense. This year we're like 98th. (laughs) Now, again, I don't know what the specific number is, but he was really proud of how they they played in the the red zone, how they created a turnover. And he said, just just to be able to stand up and make KU kick field goals. Mm-hmm. Was was huge um, in, in that ball game uh, last Saturday in Lawrence. Um, he was asked if he was nervous on the Gino Garcia kick there at the end. And remember, he called him Gino Matic at the beginning. He said extremely nervous. He said he said he said I don't know if I even watched. <laughs> but he said, and I get, he, I think we're I think they're putting something together where you see this. He said there's a. There's a, a montage. He didn't say the word montage, but that's really kind of what it is. A video of of him leaning and then of Patrick Mahomes leaning with his wife leaning, you know, when the kick was up because Mahomes was on the sideline. And he just said it was it was really cool um, because it's really cool because we're showing the team that he goes, I think we're going to put that out there. But um, I'd, I'd love to see that just the, the way that, you know, everybody's kind of trying to kind of coax that kick through the pipes. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see that, like Mahomes. I mean, here's a guy that, you know, on the sideline, passionate, wearing his Red Raider gear, or supporting what he can, and and uh, you know, very much into the ball game uh, on his uh, on his bye week for for his alma mater. So that was. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.